Okay, I'm here with Dr. Todd Simo. He's Chief Medical Officer of HireRight. Thank you for joining us today. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Uh, well, let me just start if you could share with us briefly a little bit about your background and about the company as well. Oh, certainly. So, you know, I'm Todd Simo. I'm the Chief Medical Officer of HireRight. I've been with HireRight since 2009. Uh, in that capacity, I'm responsible to review approximately 2 million drug, uh, alcohol, and physical examinations per year. A large part of our program are related to all the DOT modes, with FMCSA being primary. And in so doing, you know, I'm responsible for approximately 100,000 different uh, you know, FMCSA exams per year brokered across approximately 250 uh, unique clients. And with the, you know, several of these clients actually use my team to review their examinations for completeness and compliance to uh, FMCSA's minimum medical standards. So prior- I'm gonna focus a little bit on sleep apnea with you. So uh, I know you're one of the experts on it out there. Can you just share with us a little bit what sleep apnea is? Well, yes, certainly sleep apnea is an obstruction of the upper airway when people are sleeping. Um, there's different body habituses and, and that cause this particular problem. But as the upper airway is constricted during sleep, it actually causes fragmentation of the sleep cycle and, and causes multiple arousals through the night. And those multiple arousals through the night actually lead you know, to uh, fatigue. And it also leads to other you know, profound medical problems such as heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure. Now, we've seen a number of studies suggesting that possibly as many as one third of suckers, give or take, may suffer sleep apnea in one form or another. Is that accurate in your opinion? Yeah, I think it's very accurate. You know, FMCSA's own data shows, they show that 28% of the commercial driving population has sleep apnea. But there's also other studies out there that look at a variety of different risks and predictive factors that actually show that up to 50% of commercial drivers are at risk. When we see when we're reviewing exams that the number is probably closer to the FMCSA number, but it is still a, a, a significant minority. So 28% to 30% is actually a really good number. Well, you mentioned you, you use the word risk, and maybe you could share with us a little bit about the risks surrounding sleep apnea that, that drivers and police need to know about. Well, yeah, certainly. When, when you look at risk and when you start looking at risk for sleep apnea, age is certainly a factor. So the older we get, the more risk for sleep apnea we get. Also, the older we get and the, actually the fatter we get, the more risk of sleep apnea. So body habitus has a lot to play with it. As we get older, more sedentary and we gain weight, it's actually that, that extra weight that then increases our risk of having upper airway uh, dysfunction when we're sleeping that then actually causes the sleep apnea. Now, FMCSA seems to be considering uh, regulating the, the testing sleep apnea. Is that something you think would be a, a wise idea for the agency to do? Yeah, I believe it's, it's really wise. I know FMCSA, uh, with the rollout of the Certified Medical Examiner Program, was trying to propagate guidance in regards to telling the examiners when to compel a driver to get a sleep study. 
that was uh, shut down by Congress by saying that they were making you know, de facto regulation without going through the official rulemaking process. But I believe it's, it will be really advantageous for the industry and all, to, you know, not only you know, the companies, the examiners, but also the drivers. They have a uniform standard which basically looks at risk and then defines who needs a sleep study. That'll level the playing field, and then you won't have various examiners using a variety of different guidances to compel who gets a study and who doesn't. Let's talk a little bit about the diagnosis and, and testing process. Uh, what, what goes into, into all of this? Well, sir, the traditional means of to get a sleep, you know, so to speak, sleep apnea diagnosis going through an official, you know, polysomnogram. So it's a uh, so to speak, a clinic-based study uh, where a person goes in uh, to a sleep center, uh, they get set up for the test, and they're monitored overnight. And after that, the, the, the sleep specialist will be able to then make a diagnosis based upon the parameters of, that comes back after that test. Uh, evolution of the industry and what we here at Hyrite offer is actually a home sleep study. So home sleep studies are something that a driver can be set up for. They're FDA approved, and actually the American you know, Academy of Sleep Medicine also approves these devices. To have, you know, it's a simple device that can be hooked up with a chain of custody, which basically assures that the person test hooked up is the person tested. And then these people are able to then, you know, sleep where they normally sleep, whether it's in the back of their, you know, uh, truck in their sleeper cab, or if it's at home or in a hotel room. And then interrogation of that data will then allow a, a, a you know, a board certified sleep specialist to go through evaluate it and then determine if the, the person has sleep apnea or not. So if a, if a carrier was considering their starting a wellness program, maybe thinking about expanding their existing program and realize that they need to focus on, on something uh, like sleep apnea besides this exercise, uh, what advice would you give them in terms of uh, merging this into their existing program? You know, certainly I think wellness programs are very important for the trucking industry. You know, if I had one, you know, one thing to tell every truck driver out there and every motor carrier, incentivizing them to do something as a simple 30-minute walking program every day will massively help the health and wellness of their, of their commercial driving population, not only affording drivers a better quality of life, also affording companies to have fitter drivers, which is a benefit to everyone. When you look at sleep apnea as a program on top of that, you know, I'm much more of an advocate to have what I call a reactive program, whereas the certified examiner will determine who he or she believes is at risk for sleep apnea. And then the company should have a mechanism to rapidly get testing performed and then treatment initiated if treatment's warranted. Because not everyone with risk factors actually have obstructive sleep apnea. So therefore, to all of a sudden have a program that basically takes information from the examiner and someone at risk, identifies whether the person has sleep apnea or not, and engages treatment quickly, or if the person doesn't have sleep apnea, then the person can get the longer medical certification as warranted by his underlying conditions. So that is a lot of information about sleep apnea. Is there anything else uh, about sleep apnea specifically that, that you'd like uh, fleets and drivers out there to be aware of right now? Well, 
again, from, from a driver perspective, you know, if you have sleep apnea or if an examiner tells you they, they want to test you, guess what? Go through it. Because sleep apnea is one of these things that until you're diagnosed, you really don't know that you have it. And, and once you have it and you're effectively treated, you know, uh, 100% of my patients that then, you know, were told that they had sleep apnea after a sleep study were always appreciative that their quality of life massively improved. So from a driver perspective, the examiners aren't just trying to, you know, have you go for a sleep study because they, you know, they're trying to beat you up in some manner. They're actually doing it for public safety and ultimately for your well-being. And from a motor carrier perspective, they got to look at it is the same way, that the examiners are out there trying to protect public safety, trying to protect the motor carrier from you know, driver fatigue. And let's face it, driver fatigue accounts for about 100,000 accidents per year that kill around 1,500 people. And have an industry impact of that is over $12 billion per year. So it's something that's important for the motor carriers uh, to accept and address in a judicial uh, manner. Okay, well, thank you very much for this time. Uh, I appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you.